Hi, welcome to another episode of Up To. Eight years ago, Up To started as a live event series showcasing leaders who are as humble as they are successful. The humility piece is extremely important as we identify leaders who can inspire others. We try to focus our interviews on the non-business aspects of their lives, and in doing so, have found there is a real thirst to explore their hearts and minds in atypical ways. We have another unique episode for you today. We're recording on location at the restaurant Town Hall, one of our show's sponsors. We're here for an event centered around giving back to the community. Town Hall has teamed up with the NFL football team, the Cleveland Browns, and they're here serving meals to those in need. We'll hear from the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, and his wife, Emily Mayfield, about their expectations of Cleveland before arriving and if the city has surprised them in any way. We'll talk about their families, and we'll even hear a little bit about how they met. And Baker will tell us which football player he looked up to and wanted to be as a kid. We're also going to hear from Town Hall owner, Bobby George. He'll talk about his sense of responsibility to help others and how that has led to the event that we're attending today. Both Baker and Bobby will tell us about their views on leadership and dealing with the pressures that come along with it. You're listening to the Up To Podcast. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Adam Kaufman, and I'm thankful you're joining us today on the Up To Podcast. I want to tell you about a group that I'm grateful for, and that is Town Hall, Cleveland's most popular restaurant, and one that I can say is the only place my wife tells me she can eat every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Town Hall was the first all-non-GMO restaurant in the U.S. a few years ago, and they're now expanding into Columbus, Ohio soon. I'm also very selective about who we choose to partner with for this podcast, and it was with open arms that I embraced the idea of partnering with Bobby George and Town Hall. To learn more about what they're up to, you can visit townhallohiocity.com. Welcome back to the Up To Podcast. Let's listen in as our host, Adam Kaufman, starts the conversation sitting down with the owner of Town Hall, Bobby George, and the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. We are so excited to be here at Town Hall for Feed the Need, your biggest event of the year. And we have a special guest today that we'll um, introduce in a moment. But first, uh, I wanted to thank you. And it's a time of year when we're all giving thanks. So we're especially grateful to have Cleveland's uh, probably most public figure with us today, Baker Mayfield. Thank you for for being with us. Appreciate you having me. You're still somewhat new to Cleveland. Uh, What uh, are the biggest surprises, positive or negative, about being here? Do you have any impressions ahead of time or expectations? Um, So I have a buddy that I played in college with. His name's Joe Palangi. He grew up here. Uh, went to St. Edwards, so he, I have two kids at St. Ed's. Yeah, so he he kind of gave me the rundown of Cleveland and the, and the football town that it really is. And um, you know, I'd be lying if I said I, I truly believed everything he said about Cleveland. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, as good of a town as it is, the sports town, um, everybody's involved. And, and if you're from here and you live here, you take pride in it. And so that's just the it makes you feel right at home. People are welcoming you. Absolutely. Awesome. And I got to know your lovely wife, Emily, a little bit. She said she's made some friends, too, and it's a very authentic town. So that was good to hear. No, it's great. And she's from Omaha, so that Midwest feel of the family culture and aspect of it, it, it's been nice to have. Similar ethos in Nebraska and Cleveland, probably. <laughs> yes, it is, I think. Well, you mentioned family. Talk about your family for a little bit. Like, what type of family were you born into? I, I like learning about people's uh, upbringing a little bit. Um, very close family, uh, just one older brother. Uh, my parents were planning on having more, but they said I was uh, number two, three, and four. Uh, <laughs> you were so all they could a, handle. I was a bad baby. Uh, <laughs> good kid, though, good kid. Uh, but we were, we were very close. I uh, grew up in the same house till I was 17. Um, you know, just 
we were very routine oriented, uh, goal oriented. They, you know, they pushed us to do everything we possibly could. Um, you know, they're still working now, and they, they just always led the way and paved the way. Um, you know, by example, a lot of the time, and just being there for us, challenging us uh, in every way. Will you be able to see them or any family during Thanksgiving? Um, no, we're going to have them come up a little bit earlier for Christmas. Oh, that'll be nice. Just having the home game with the Ravens that late in the year and having them come up earlier in that week. But uh, just giving thanks from, from afar. We have a lot to be grateful for. Exactly. And speaking of that, how did you meet this character, Bobby George, uh, Cleveland's biggest risk-taking, successful <laughs> entrepreneur? How did you get connected with Bobby? Um, through recommendations on, you know, asking people where to go eat, different places to go explore. Uh, and then as, as soon as we came to Town Hall, uh, welcomed us in with open arms, you know, just showed us the ropes and uh, has treated us with nothing but respect. And anybody that comes in for games, he always takes care of. So, I mean, we're very thankful for that. That's awesome. Yeah, he came in like a regular customer one day <laughs> when the Indians were in the playoffs. And um, Just showed up. We, we had to wait, and he left. He didn't say, I'm Baker Mayfield. One of my employees recognized him. Mm. So I think someone just denied Baker Mayfield a table. So <laughs> my, man my manager ran out and grabbed him and just said, hey, if you ever need anything. And then he came back, and that's how we met. Well, I've loved, Bobby, how you have integrated your fondness for sports into your business, uh, whether it's having folks like Baker dine here or otherwise. How did you come up with the idea for Feed the Need? This is, I think, the seventh year of a real successful event, but how did you come up with this idea? Well, I've always believed in the biblical principle to whom much is given, much is expected. Amen. And, and I've been super blessed. Everything I've done has been successful. And I said, you know, I got to utilize my resources to do something great. My resources are, are my financial resources and my relationships with leaders and guys of influence like Baker. And I said, if I can unite them to serve, we can draw more awareness for St. Augustine's, who does this 364 days a year outside of today. Mm -hmm. Sister Carita, who's 85, serves three meals a day to anyone and everyone that shows up. And you're going to serve 4,000 today? We're going to 4,000, but that's great, and it's important. But what's more important is that she does every other day of the year. She's a modern-day Mother Teresa. She's 85 years old. She's down there on her feet. She wants to sit down all day. <laughs> it's really inspiring. Baker, yeah. I had Bobby on a separate episode of the podcast and it's still the most downloaded episode folks are really interested in, in what he has to say i think he's a bit of a role model mm -hmm. do you ever think about who you're role modeling for i mean your your work is a very public work yes do you ever think about who you're role modeling for i do uh often at that you know just for kids i remember you know me growing up and looking up to certain athletes and role models of you know who they are. Who did you um, want to be? We all used to pretend we were somebody on the playing field. Who, <laughs> Brett who were you? Favre. You were uh, Brett Favre. I, yeah, running the around, slinger. having fun, loving the game, uh, and just you know he was always himself on the field. He didn't, you know, he has his flaws and he he knows that, but you know he wasn't ashamed of it. He is who he is, and he was proud of that. And so that's how my parents raised me. And so I just I know I've made mistakes, and I know certain things I do or you know I wouldn't condone. We've uh, all made mistakes, but. You live and you learn from it. And I think it's always, whether it's adversity, it's mistakes, how do you learn from it? How do you grow from it? Um, and so that's, that's who I try and be. Have you uh, been able to meet Brett? And have you told him that you wanted to be him when um, you were little? I haven't had the chance of actually meeting him in person, but uh, I've talked to him over the Bobby, phone. Bobby, can you arrange that? Can you just get them together, please? If he wants it done, I'll get it done. I, I know you could. <laughs> uh, By dinner tonight. Exactly. He probably could handle that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he would love to hear that, but I think it's a funny... I'll, I'll make sure he gets this podcast. Oh, thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. It's a funny way to talk about it, but you are role modeling for a lot of people. 
And I think all of us in work, I interview a lot of business people usually, and they are less public figures, but they have pressure from employees mm -hmm. or from investors. How, how do you cope with pressure in life? Like, do you try to avoid it or do you just deal with it a certain way? I always like to know how do successful people deal with pressure? Um, I embrace my role. I wouldn't necessarily say that there's pressure when it comes down to it. I think there's a lot within my job every day, uh, you know, day-to-day -day life that I have to do and I have to be responsible for and accountable. Um, and I wouldn't say that's pressure. It just comes with the territory and I have to do my job. I have to have a singular focus um, of the task at hand, you know, going, on, going to work, being on time, being very detailed, making sure everybody's on the same page, communicating well, but then also, you know, having a big picture mindset at the same time, you know, being able to put it all in perspective uh, to, you know, to make sure you're always headed in the right direction. So there's some leadership coming out of there too. It's not just dealing with pressure. You look at yourself as a bit of a leader. There's some responsibility that comes with being a leader. Absolutely. You know, especially in my role, being being quarterback of an NFL football team. Uh, Bobby, you're also a leader. I mean, how do you think about leadership and do you um, have to compartmentalize pressure from employees or competitors or how do you think about that part of being a leader? I don't know. You know, I, I've always operated out of fear. I'm always scared that what my huh. competitors are doing, and I want to stay ahead. Only I, the paranoid survive is a yeah, phrase. Yeah, there, there's a saying I live by. If the rate of change on the outside is greater than the rate of change on the inside, the end is near. So anyone that knows me knows I'm pretty anxious and always concerned and always about my business. But I also, you know, we do in our organization, servant leadership is what we live by and Absolutely. what we preach. So. And that's obvious in the employees of yours I've met. They love and I serving. feel like if your employees you lo love you and you love them, when things do go bad, they'll stick with you and you'll figure it out. You both lead teams, different types of teams. And I sometimes say, boy, it's such a curse. Everything I get involved in, I seem to lead. But someone corrected me once. It's actually a blessing to be a leader. Is, is that how you think about it? Absolutely. I see you nodding. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I truly believe that. It's, it's a blessing to be you know, the position I'm in, um, to have people that look up to you. Um, you know, however you look at it, uh, it could be a lot on your plate. It could be the added pressure. But if you really think about it, uh, I've been so blessed to, you know, and fortunate to be in this position. So having eyes look at me and trying to be a role model for people is something I'll never take for granted. You're listening to the Up To Podcast. We'll be right back. One of the aspects of podcasting I enjoy the most is the ability to delve into long-form discussions without any interruption other than a periodic commentary about one of our partners. I'm grateful that Calfee, Ohio-based law firm, has agreed to partner with us. They have offices throughout Ohio and also in Washington, D.C., in New York, and Indianapolis, too. They are a full-service firm, every type of legal need. One example I'll share right now, because so many of our listeners are entrepreneurs, is not too long ago, a friend of mine sold his company to a public corporation. And with that came some restrictions and ramifications on his future employment. And to navigate through that properly, he asked my advice. And without hesitation, I recommended Calfee because I knew they'd have the right type of specialist to help him with his particular needs. And my friend continues to rave about that experience. And I'm very grateful that Calfee has agreed to partner with UpTo. So whether it's selling your own business or the more routine needs of creating your first will or anything in between, uh, this firm can really do it all in terms of legal needs. Once again, the firm is Calfee. You can find them at calfee.com or on the UpTo Foundation website.
During the first season of the Up To podcast, I had several companies and entrepreneurs approach me about potential partnerships, but I'm really selective before choosing to do something like that. One choice we did make happily is to partner with Vivid Front, a full service digital marketing and website design agency based in Cleveland that works with both local and national brands. They've built their entire client base on referrals and they've won a lot of awards, including the 2019 Inc. Magazine Top 5,000 Fastest Growing Companies, North Coast's Top Places to Work, and several others. They're known for their talent, they're known for their creativity, they're known for their culture, a firm I liked before we agreed to partner together for the show. Check out vividfront.com, or you can email me and I'll introduce you to their dynamic leader, Andrew Spott. Welcome back to the Up To Podcast with Adam Kaufman. Guests, Baker Mayfield, Emily Mayfield, and Bobby George. One question that I ask every one of our guests is if you could go back and talk to the 21-year-old version of yourself, <laughs> what advice would you give? But that doesn't really apply here because that's only a couple years ago for you. That's what I was just going to say. It's <laughs> yeah. only three years ago. Right. Uh, you got to give him so, credit for his leadership at this age. That's true. You forget yeah. the youth when you are so poised and, and mature sitting here. But maybe let's go back a little bit further. What advice would you give maybe the 16-year-old younger um, self, the younger Baker Mayfield? I think... You know, there were certain things that I handled emotionally uh, just right off the bat instead of taking a second to, to really think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, taking the, taking a deep breath, compartmentalizing it, and then, you know, trying to react in the way that um, I'd be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's always, you know, moments that you can act instinctively and just yeah. it's harsh and in the moment. But uh, just taking a second, take a deep breath and try and handle it the best way you can. I always try to say that to myself, like, Everything we do, we do better relaxed. Yeah. So if you could just take a breath before you respond to a text Mm -hmm. or, I mean, in your day job, you don't have a lot of time sometimes to react. But everything, if we had the time, we'd probably (laughs) do better relaxed, right? Exactly. Yeah, but not too relaxed. The one thing I Well, you're never relaxed. I want you to relax a little more. (laughs) Yeah, but the one thing that's... (laughs) Right, Baker? He's intense. intense. Yeah, but um, what I want to say about Baker, that's he's authentic. Yes. And I think the reason he has so much passion is he's got so much love. I, I, that's why the city loves him. That's why he fits in Cleveland. Yeah, the, the city does love you, even beyond uh, statistics. You, you, they seem to really, I don't know if it's the commercials that you've done as well as the on-field that's activity. That's probably Emily in that that they really love. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to Emily before you arrive, so I'm grateful to have that time with her. One of the things I was going to ask, speaking of your wife, is uh, we have Thanksgiving upon us, and uh, we have a lot of chores at my house right now getting ready for Thanksgiving. And my big task tomorrow, I need to be away from my wife and get out of her hair. That's like my big assignment. So do you have any assignments like getting ready for Thanksgiving or any chores that you um, really look forward to doing? Um, I got to look at the game plan. I got to see what, you know, talk to the boss. what all I have to do. Yeah, I got to see what she has planned out for me um, and just not ask any questions after that. <laughs> just yes, ma'am, right? <laughs> yes, yes, at that point. You're young, but you've probably learned a happy wife, happy life, correct? It's a great saying. Yeah. Well, there's two of us here at this table who are married, so uh, one more to go. 
maybe yeah, in a no, few years. No uh, pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. But I, I know you do have some pressure with time today, so I don't want to spend uh, too much of it, even though I'd like to spend more time with you. But we're just so grateful that you gave us a little bit of your time today, Baker. To Bobby as well, uh, congratulations on the successful event. If you allow me to, I'm going to bring Mrs. Mayfield on for a minute or two, if that's okay. Of course. And uh, get the, the power you, couple of Cleveland on up to for a few moments. Did you get that answer right? Now it's I a real VIP so. session. So trash, right? Trash is on Mondays. <laughs> trash is on Mondays. At least he knows his assignment. So we now have Emily with us yes. from Nebraska. And I loved hearing that you sound, uh, found some similarities between Cleveland and where you're from in Omaha. Yep, I did. The people, they're very similar. Tell me what you've been up to lately. I, I saw a little bit on TV about you, enough about your husband, but I, I, I know you, you're developing your own personality on air. I'm trying. Um, yeah, recently I became a correspondent with WKYC, so just trying to steal the spotlight from Bake. Mm. Uh, are you succeeding in that goal? <clears throat> uh, I think is. I have a long ways to go. No, she is. I'm she, trying. She started out and she said it was, you know, to challenge herself, but... Um, I wasn't so sure about that because she seems so natural when mm. she goes out there. I said it wasn't as much of a challenge, uh, and if it was for her, then she handles it well. So mm. I'm proud of her. Thanks, Faye. Well, what, what have you found about Cleveland that has been either the most surprising or different than you expected in terms of moving here? Uh, I know you were in the Midwest, but you also were in L.A. after that. So mm -hmm. what, is, what has Northeast Ohio been for you so far? I think the biggest surprise is there's so much more to do here than we expected. Um, we actually used to joke, like, oh, what if he gets drafted to Cleveland? What are we going to do in Cleveland? And there's so much more to do than we thought. The restaurants are great. It's a great um, food town. The food is the unreal. The food is great. I agree. Tough um, on the waistline, but it's great. Oh, exactly. Unless you're at Town Hall. <laughs> That's then right. It's good That's, on the this waistline. is also true. <laughs> well, I was planning on bringing that up, actually, on a serious note. Like, how important <laughs> is nutrition to the both of you? Is that something you talk about much? I know in your generation, it's much more than in my generation, front of mind. So do you guys think about nutrition that much? We do. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that we're extremely strict on it, but we recently hired a chef. Um, you know, with how busy she's been with the extra jobs on the side and she's doing, uh, have somebody to take that off of our plate mm -hmm. uh, and just eat healthy. And, you know, if we're eating out, you don't always right. get the right stuff that mm -hmm. you really need. Um, and just paying attention to what our bodies really need mm -hmm. um, and just to feel good, I think, just... Physical health is directly correlated with mental health. Absolutely. Um, and so just making sure that we have all that in line. Uh, we, we think about it more now than we probably used to. That's good. We both naturally are kind of like junk food I mean, addicts. I'm, I'm from Texas. <laughs> I love disclosure. my queso and margaritas. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but, you know, having somebody that is cooking for us and right. we feel, you know, like we need to be there for her. She's doing her job. We need to do ours and enjoy it as well. And during the off-season, are you able to maybe spend a little more time cooking because it's not as busy, you're not traveling as much? Or I know you go to Texas, I think, in the off-season. Yeah, this year we're going to Texas. Um, seriously, last year we thought we were going to have so much free time in the off-season, mm. and it's not as... We like, were back and forth yeah. everywhere. Mm. So I want to say, yes, we'll have more time, but I, I don't know. We'll see. Do you set any goals for yourself? He and I talked about goals. Like, How do you think about goals? Are they short-term, longer-term? I'm probably more of a short-term goal setter, which... She already brought up a New Year's resolution last night, so I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say she's a short-term goal we setter. Are we, able to, are, are we able to share on up to what that goal sure. is? Or? Do you remember it? No. 
<laughs> he just remembered that you had one. It's the, okay, so yesterday was his grandfather's oh, yes. birthday. She and wanted I said, to be better about birthdays in the family. Birthday, I want to send birthday cards for everyone in the family next year because yeah. I'm terrible. It's a lot easier than it used to be. We can put it all on our phones and right. put it on a repeat annually. Yeah. Yes. But you still have to go and get the cards, or I guess you could order them online. But it means so much more when you like get yeah. a physical card for your birthday. Absolutely. So and handwriting year? on it. I yes. Yeah. I've always been one to keep the cards. They, they mean a lot. It's a good yeah. goal. Thank you. Good luck in achieving it. Thanks. We'll how see about, how we do. Do you have any goals longer term? Um, I think the the big picture for whatever size family that we will be fortunate to have. Setting an example right now. You know, mm. we don't have you know a, a large family right now, but uh, setting an example and having that in in my head throughout everyday life. That goal won't change. I, I have three teenage kids, and I still think about that. So I love hearing you say that at, at your age right now, because and I'm sure like. Our parents would say that even at their ages, too. So I think that's a never-ending goal, to be be good examples for others. Exactly. You have one brother, right? One older brother, yes. Okay. And do you have any siblings? I do. I'm number two of four. So I have an older sister and two younger brothers. Are you all close? We are very close. That's fun. Baker's my youngest brother's age, so... Baker's your youngest brother. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, and then his brother's your, he's between my sister and I. So we all are just clumped together. Yeah. Everyone's super close and makes it fun. It makes it really fun when we all get together. <laughs> One more question that I have you both here, uh, maybe we could talk about if that's okay, is is it true you guys met via social media? You hear so much about people meeting online or non-line. Is that how you guys met? Kind of, sort of. You want me to take this one? Go ahead. I'll, we make, had, I'll make the corrections. <laughs> <laughs> we always have different stories on this. Um, we had a mutual friend who was from Nebraska and went to Oklahoma with Baker, and he had been trying to set us up for quite some time. Both Baker and I were in denial about it, and I'll make this a shorter he was story. The, he was the first guy I met when I got to University of Oklahoma. Yes. Okay. So, small world. So he tried setting us up. We weren't having it. Baker eventually was sliding in the DMs. DM for my older listeners is direct, direct message, message on yes. Instagram. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then it just we started talking, and one thing led to the next. Started dating. I got rejected for a while. It wasn't one thing led to the <laughs> It's very humbling, isn't it? Was, it? Yeah, exactly. Well, the theme of our one. show is leaders who are as humble as they are successful. So you were humbled there. I was very much so. We humbled. all need that. Had to be persistent and determined. That's beautiful. Uh, and, and it's it a came goal. Out, you set a goal. Came out victorious on the other end. <laughs> That's good. Very quickly. You'll appreciate this. He wears a wrist. When you said the humble thing, he mm-hmm. wears a wristband from Oklahoma that's humble over hype. It's kind of... That's spectacular. Right in line with what you guys yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, look at the card. It says leaders who are as humble mm-hmm. as they are successful. I love that. So your bracelet, our card, I mean, that's, that's seriously, that's terrific. Hand in hand. Well, they really are. thank you for your time today. This period has gone very fast, 30 minutes, and I promise to leave it at that. Uh, would love to have you back with good luck and your various goals you've set for thank yourselves. Thank you so much. Uh, you've got a whole community rooting for you. Thank you very thank much. Thank you Appreciate so much. It. Thanks. Boy, reflecting back on our time with Baker Mayfield and his wife Emily, I was really pleasantly surprised with how authentic he was. I didn't want to assume he was any certain way, but often these public figures are rather guarded about how they speak publicly. But I loved how genuine he seemed and how self-reflective he definitely was talking about some of you know his early years. So I'm so glad we were able to do that. Interviewing somebody like Baker, who works in the public eye, is quite different than even really large business leaders who aren't on television nationally every Sunday. So what a thrill that was. And it's mailbag time. As I've said repeatedly, we accept all forms of feedback. And I'm choosing today's letter, I think appropriately, having just completed an entire episode where we talked about me. 
I too need to be humbled, especially on this show about humility. So this letter came from someone I do not know in France named Jacques, who said to me that he wished I spoke less when interviewing Philippe Bourguignon, the former co-CEO of the Davos World Economic Forum and board member of eBay and Neiman Marcus. He literally wrote, the host talked too much. So thank you, Jacques. Merci. We all need to be humbled from time to time. Up To is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thanks to our producer and audio engineer, Dave Douglas. I'm your host, Adam Kaufman, and thank you so much for listening to the Up To podcast. <laughs>